Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Tucker Milling. Join Andy Schneider, National Spokesperson for the USDA APHIS Avian Health Program, Editor-in-Chief of Chicken Whisperer Magazine, and author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, Chicken Factor Chicken Poop, and Zero Waste Chicken Keeping, as he welcomes top poultry veterinarians, poultry scientists, and poultry nutritionists to discuss the hot topics in the poultry world today and provide science-based, fact-based, study-based information to help you raise the healthiest poultry possible. And now, here's your host, Andy Schneider. All righty, thank you very much for joining us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by our good friends Tucker Milling over in Alabama. And we're going to be talking a lot about Alabama today because in just a few minutes, we're going to bring on poultry scientist Dr. McRae because she has a very special guest with us today. I think we've been doing this now for about four years, maybe, maybe five years, and she has the winner and is announcing the winner of the Alabama Golden Egg Contest. So this is a very exciting day. Uh, We're very uh, thrilled to uh, be able to broadcast this live. And then, of course, if you... uh, are tuning into the podcast, you know, two, three, four days from now, we welcome you listening as well. So it's going to be a fantastic show today. I always love these shows. They're kind of the warm and fuzzy feel-good shows because it features normally uh, our youth and a lot of times they're, you know, 4-H, FFA, they're into agriculture, they've worked so hard that it's, it's their time to shine and tell us all about themselves and why they love their chickens and why they love agriculture and kind of the names of their chickens, they'll describe their coop and then guess what, actually in the winter issue of Chicken Whisperer magazine coming up, this winner is going to be featured in a magazine article as well. So we always do this. It's always an exciting time, and we love it. It's one of my favorite shows because it is just so fun. They're going to be talking about uh, – Dr. McRae will be talking about kind of how they judge and choose the winner and the process in case you haven't uh, tuned in to the uh, show before we've talked about this because it is absolutely fantastic. Um, So first, I'm going to go to commercial break and really get all the commercials out of the way so we can have just our undivided attention talking about this youth and all the hard work they've done and uh, to celebrate the Alabama Golden Egg Contest winner. And then uh, we'll be doing that when we come back. Also, I want to remind everybody that kind of in the fall, we start talking with all of our sponsors. We started it last week with our sponsor, Tucker Curling, who is the 
uh, main sponsor for this radio show, brought to you by Tucker Milling. Uh, but we're also going to have, over the next uh, couple of months, three months this fall, we're going to have our other sponsors on to tell us kind of what's going on, what's new, uh, what new products they may have coming out, what new breeds they may be uh, developing. Um, if they're a hatchery, like Ideal is going to be coming on, Brincy Incubators is going to be coming on, Flextrans coming on with maybe new products they have that we can use around the homestead and around our flocks and, and other livestock. So we're looking forward to that. Ralco will be coming on. I'm sure they'll be sharing all kinds of great all-natural products that they're going to be having uh, as well for us. And Metzer Farms will be on talking about their water. So we've got a great fall lined up uh, to feature our sponsors. And just tell us kind of what's coming up in the future, what's coming up in 2023. Are we looking at some price increases due to supply and demand, due to supply shorts and supply issues and uh, the cost of feeds going up? So maybe those maybe chicks you order next spring are going to be a little bit higher as well because of that. So it's going to be we've got a great fall lined up for you this week, uh, this fall. And I really hope you can tune into every single one of our shows. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and run down these commercials real quick that brought that bring you this radio show. Uh, after I think we've doing, done this radio show for maybe uh, 13, 14 years now, and uh, we're very proud to have them on. These are our longtime sponsors, years and years and years. Some of us, some of them have been with us over a decade long. So uh, listen to what they have to say, and we'll be back, and we'll be uh, hearing the announcement of the Alabama Golden Egg Contest winner today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. So stay with us, folks. When you need an incubator, think Brincy, the incubation specialists. Brincy has been a world-leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years. They manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brincy.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A.com. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. Strong Animals uses plant-based products and natural approaches to promote the health and vitality of backyard flocks. Our daily snacks, water additives, and coop refresher products contain organic essential oils, prebiotics, and other natural ingredients to promote digestive health and immunity. Give your chicks and chickens what they need to thrive with Strong Animals products. Available at local farm stores across the country and Amazon. Visit GetStrongAnimals.com today to learn more. Metzer Farms is now hatching and shipping the premier egg layer. This girl is consistently laying jumbo eggs with a higher nutrient density and lower water content than your eggs now. She is an extremely hardy bird and the most heat and cold tolerant egg layer available, allowing for year-round outdoor production. An eggshell unmatched in sturdiness and thickness, making cracks a thing of the past. Increase your health and double your egg profits. Of course, we're talking about ducks. Duck eggs are revered by chefs for their succulent flavor and by bakers for being the better baking egg. 
Learn more about this extraordinary duck, the Golden 300, or any of our other 35-plus breeds of ducks and geese at MetzerFarms.com and order your next flock from us. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg's family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at strombergschickens.com. That's strombergschickens.com. Are you dealing with a stinky coop or brooder? Backyard chicken owners are loving Chick Fresh. Not only does it eliminate the nasty odors, but it also eliminates the dangerous and unhealthy ammonia. You can use Chick Fresh in your coop, brooder, garbage can, litter boxes, and more. Even use it in your spouse's smelly shoes. Get your bottle 15% off today by going to coopcarespecial.com. Take back control and say no to nasty odors. And now we return to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer with your host, Andy Schneider. All righty. Thank you for uh, staying with us. I want to do one thing here. Pause. It is a time for me to start doing this. And I thought, what a fantastic, um, what a fantastic show, actually, to start doing this. And uh, there we go. That's what I'm looking for. <clears throat> um, just in case you were wondering, <clears throat> and if you've been doing any shopping lately, you probably have already been introduced to this. But I just wanted to remind everybody that there are only 75 days, 9 hours, 45 minutes, and 54 seconds until Christmas. Bop, bop, bop. 
I'm telling you what, it takes me a lot of time and a lot of effort to get my chickens to get up on those roosts, soprano, alto, tenor, and bass, okay, and then have them practice on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 7 to 8, and just so we can make these recordings for all of my wonderful listeners out there. Some, co- some cooperate more than others, but um, it is, it's very, very difficult to do. But, boy, do they, do they just shine when it comes to uh, uh, the holiday season. So got to love it. Hope you enjoyed that as well. There will be more of that coming at you over the next, what, what did we say, 75 days? <laughs> Too soon? Nah, nah. All righty, let's head over to the phone lines because I see over here on hold is my good friend, Dr. Bridget McRae, and uh, I think she has a special guest with her today. Uh, Dr. McRae, how are you doing today? Welcome. Hi, Andy. How are you? Doing fantastic. Well, I have a special guest with me here today. Do you have, uh, do you have a minute to chat with us about our Alabama 4-H Golden Egg Contest winner? I've got plenty of time. We're all excited on this end. You're not going to play that Christmas song again, are you? <laughs> I'm done for this episode. Maybe uh, okay. <laughs> maybe next week. <laughs> oh, golly. Well, I think you have a fan of your song. Folks, let me introduce to you the one and only Alyssa Rios of Marengo County 4-H, Marengo County, Alabama. Yes, folks, have you heard me mention Marengo County in past years for the Alabama 4-H Golden Egg Contest? Yes, in fact, you have heard me twice. This is the third time this county has won the state contest. But ladies and gentlemen, have a, an additional cool fun fact for you. When it comes to all things fair and foul, the Rios family has not one champion but two state champions. They're both Uh-oh. here. But we're going to talk to you about Alyssa and her accomplishment golden egg contest with her flock, but her sister Anna is the egg cookery state champion. And we'll be heading to nationals. Yes. So Mama Rios is here, and she has, toting around in her car with her from time to time, two state champions. How many people get to say that? (laughs) But um, Alyssa, I'll let you tell Andy um, a little bit about yourself and your flock. Hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Alyssa. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're all excited. We love these shows when it's uh, time to announce the winner of the Alabama Leneg Contest and other things we do at 4-H and FFA. And, yeah, this is your time to shine. We want to hear all about you. And uh, then, of course, uh, we'll have tons of questions to ask you, which you can maybe um, – factor in telling us all about you, how you got started, and your chickens, all about your coop, and we'll get to that a little bit later, but let's hear a little bit about yourself. All right. Um, I'm 11 years old, and I'm from California originally. Okay. We moved here about th- almost three years ago, <laughs> um, and we joined 4-H, and now we have our chickens which we entered in the Golden Egg Contest. 
<laughs> you entered the egg in the golden egg contest. Um, tell them about the different 4-H projects that you do in Marengo County. Um, so in Marengo County, I do um, STEM League. Um, I do poultry. I do rabbits. I do rifle, archery, Marengo Rangers, Youth Council, um, Tech Change Makers, and um, summer camps. I do a lot in the county. Yeah, you do a lot in the county. That sounds like a very busy schedule for you and your mom to uh, uh, take you all to those places, all the practices and all the training. And uh, sounds like y'all are very, very busy. Yes, definitely we are. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all worth it. All those are fantastic things compared to other things you could be getting into, you know, at 11 years old. And these are great hobbies that you'll, you know, cherish for the rest of your life that you can pass down to uh, your kids as well. So that's that's fantastic, all the memories that you're making. And, and the education is going to be something you'll use definitely for the rest of your life. Um, how many chickens do you have? Um, we have nine chickens at home. Chickens. How many did you and, uh, start with? Um, we started with ten, but now we have nine. <laughs> okay. Was the what yeah? Tell I'm about to ask. Uh, <laughs> one of them um, got hit. What got uh, what? One of them um, wandered into the road and got hit by a car. Yep, that can happen. I've had to swerve around many a chickens in my day. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, and so so basically, did you ask your chickens why the chicken decided to cross the road? Oh, uh, no, that's an old bad one. I know. I had to I had to add it though because you said the chicken got hit in the road, so it was basically crossing the road to get to the other side. I should probably ask her sisters that. I really should. <laughs> you really should. Oh my goodness! Are they named? That's the next question. Do you have them all named yes. or no? Okay, I um, gotta hear them. Gotta hear the names. Okay, most. Okay. Right. We have um, Colay, Dumpling, Michael Chickson, Gibbetus, <laughs> Nubby, um, Motorcycle. We have. Oh, um, we have Bach. Um, we have no name. I don't know if I already said that. Um, I have said dumpling, and we have Cinco. Okay, very interesting. A, a wide variety. That they all probably have some type of inside meaning that that your family has come up with, whether either their uh, uh, personalities or something that just at the time say, oh, we got to name him this, or we have to name 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 her this, or name her that. So that's awesome. But you didn't stick to the the food theme like a lot of people do. Like, oh, we did have dumpling. But, you know, there's dumplings, sometimes there's, you know, sweet and sour, sometimes there's, you know, chicken fried, you know, so a lot of people just stick with the food names and some people do not. And they get even more creative and they'll say like, well, there's Oprah Hinfrey and they'll be, uh, um, yeah, they'll, they'll get, people will get really, people will get really creative with their uh, chicken names. What were some others? Um uh, oh, I think Alyssa needs to tell you why she named Michael Chickson. <laughs> um, we had one of them, we named him Michael Chickson because um, 
when she was a baby, we first got her, and she started to moonwalk. It was the cutest <laughs> thing ever, seeing this little baby chick just moonwalk across the, across, um, the, the, the brooder. It was so much fun to watch her do that. It was amazing. <laughs> so it just and basically little- walked. Walk, walk backwards, sliding its feet, basically. Yeah. And Alyssa <laughs> has also have a unique name for motorcycle. Um, okay. One of them we re- one of them um, we named her motorcycle because we recently found out that she um, makes motorcycle noises. <laughs> um, we were walking around one day um, outside and we saw her, and she was the only one just sitting there in front of us making that motorcycle noise, just purring like a motorcycle. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she, yep, she, she thinks could... she's a motorcycle. Quite amazing. All right, now that you have, well, you started with 10, now you have nine, and obviously you care about them and love them very much, you're entering them in contests, um, and we'll talk about your coop here in just a minute because this might be the reason why you only have nine right now instead of 90 because we know chicks are addicting. We know chickens are addicting. We know that, you know, there's chicken math out there, and you start with nine and then or ten, and the next thing you know you have 100. So are there plans to expand from nine to, say, 90? <laughs> yes, there are. Um, we were thinking about um, getting more, and um, we currently have 10 babies right now, 10 more chicks. Oh, okay. So you've got 19, 19 total, 10 chicks, and then the nine laying hens. Yes. And then okay. we're thinking about getting more and <laughs> just, just And more and more and more and more. And then after that comes goats, and you already have rabbits, and then they'll actually be cows. And then after cows, you can go to, let's see, you can do, add sheep to the farm. And uh, let's just keep going down. When people start wins, next thing you know, there'll be goats and there'll be rabbits and there'll be turkeys and there'll be geese and <laughs> cows and sheep. And yes, I'm I'm right there with you. We've been down that road a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we were gonna get a cow this month, so we were thinking about it. <laughs> I love cows. They're, yep, they're awesome. Our cows, we raised two not too long ago, and they're in the freezer now. And uh, we had them named, and they were like big puppy dogs. I kid you not. Um, we had T-Bone and Daisy. And um, so yeah, even though we named them, they said, don't name them, don't name them. You'll never be able to process them. But, but we did, and we processed them, and, and they feed our family very well. And uh, But they, they were, especially T-Bone, he was just like a great big dog dog he would he would lick your face lick your hands he would chase you on the golf cart he would uh he, he was fun i mean he was he was for even for me mr macho ah, time to go to the processor it was a little bit out made a little to load t-bow t-bone in the trailer but that that we knew from the beginning said this you know told the kids these are going to feed our family for many years to come so uh it was something that i just had to man up to and load load old T-Bone into the uh into the trailer and so we're still enjoying T-Bone um <clears throat> a few times a month when we uh pull some meat out of the freezer so 
So you've got the nine chickens. The ten, let's talk about breeds. What kind of uh, breeds do you cur- – the, 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 the golden eggs that you sent in, what breeds did those come from? Um, white Plymouth Rocks. Okay. And it, that's all, all the nine of them are White Plymouth Rocks? Yes, sir. Okay. And then what are the ten chicks you have now? Um, California White. Okay. So <laughs> are there plans to – in the future, when you get more chicks, get into more what I would call eye candy chicks, like with the fancy plumage and the different colors and the blues and the, all, all these gray blue names and things like that? Are you looking to get into different colored eggs as well? People all go, go crazy about the blue and green eggs and olive eggs and all this stuff. Are you looking at getting into maybe later? Um, different types of eye candy chickens, I call them, with different colors and whatnot. And um, are you going to stick with just, hey, I'm really just interested in in production, feeding my family, having a little homestead? We were we were thinking about getting. Um, I'm trying to think of the name. I um, they're really fluffy. <laughs> Silkies. Okay. Yeah. Silkies. Yeah. Silkies. Okay. Yeah. So so I guess like you don't have any bantams now. I think no. all the ones you named are full, yeah, or, or large fowl, I guess you'd call it. But um, so, yeah, so you'll get silkies. Um, we've had some silkies in the past, and they were great layers, just laid little small eggs. We called them poppers because they're so small. We'd boil them just like a big boiled egg, and then we'd uh, uh, just, you know, we'd pop one and two, and you know, poppers. We called them egg poppers because they were normally pretty small. And they're great mamas. So if you ever wanted to, uh, you know, breed your silkies, have a breeding trio or something, and, they're great mamas, and we'll raise out their babies, which is great. And you can maybe start selling some of them as well. But they they do look kind of funny. And if uh, and and Doctor um, McCray, correct me if I'm wrong. Silky's feathers are the way they are because they are missing the barbacil. Is that right? Or correct. something with the barb? <laughs> I remember. I learned that from you, Doc. So. Um, it's, it's funny how the things you remember when Dr. McCray comes on the show. So how about that? Proud of myself. Um, hey, well, so good. So Andy, maybe, guess what? You, yes. have to, you have to ask Alyssa what her chicken training talent is. Oh, she trains her chickens yes. as well. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, they understand two different things. Um, when it's nighttime, if you scream the word bedtime, all <laughs> the chickens will come flocking up to you because they know you have food. Uh, and then you guide them into the coop with some snack or some food. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. And then we also have um, whistling. They understand whistling with come here. So okay, so just like me. That's cool, and that I knew. I, I will share that story with you too. So you're correct. So just like you would whistle, and the dog comes over. <laughs> Come here, Fido. You know the dog comes over. The chickens. Um, we learned that early on too, a long time ago, um, when we were trying to uh, teach them to kind of gather into the coop or do what we want to do. Is is that kind of instead of whistling, um, I would make kind of also the way you might call a dog, just kind of with your little make a sound like that. Come on. And they would learn that. So I can actually go out on the porch now and start making that noise. And even though they're probably 50 yards away, they'll hear it, and then they'll just come a-running because uh, they think I have something for them. 
Um, and then also they've learned when to take cover. Like ours pretty much free range, and, and they're pretty good. I've got one rooster, and then uh, pretty good about identifying the hawks that fly over. We don't have any ground predators because we've got the uh, livestock guardian dogs, and that kind of keeps the uh, hawks away too. But if I go out on the porch and I just I just kind of go, Boop, like like a siren, then and, and when I do that really loud, they all just go running up under the coop or wherever wherever they can find to to take cover because they know that that's a, that's a warning sign. So they are kind of smart sometimes. Now they can be pretty. Let's face it. Everybody who owns chickens know they can be pretty stupid too. Like they can fly over the fence to get out of their enclosure. But for the life of them, they can't figure out how to fly back over the fence to get back into the coop. They'll just sit there and pace. They'll, they'll sit there and pace back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, you just flew over to get out, and now you're telling me you can't figure out how to fly over to get back in. And you're just pacing back and forth like, come on. So, um, or, or, or they'll see you bring out a wonderful fresh water to them, and they'll be like, ooh, look, fresh water. I think I'm going to poop in it. So, um, you know, they're, <laughs> they're, they're not the smartest creatures, but they, they, they can be, I agree, they can be trained. So that's, that's fantastic. Tell me, um, then we'll switch gears and we'll let uh, Dr. McCray tell us kind of all, because some people have never maybe listened to the show when we cover the Alabama Golden Egg Contest winner about what all that it's judged on. But did you, were there, when you gather those eggs, um, like when you knew you were going to enter this contest, did you change anything up in your regular routine? Like, you know, like a, a athlete, like, okay, we need to start giving them some of this secret ingredient or that secret ingredient, or, you know, I think these six lay bigger and better eggs. So I'm just going to take eggs from these six chickens. Or were you just like, nah, they're all good. I'm just going to gather whatever I get. How, tell me the process of choosing the dozen eggs you sent to Dr. McRae. Um, well, we started adding things to their diet. We took some marigold petals from our garden and okay. some collard greens, and collard. we blended up some collard greens for calcium, and mm. we crushed up some marigold petals and dried them and gave them, like, a sludge, kind of, and yeah. they would just eat it, and they were so excited about it that it was like a treat <laughs> to them, but it was giving them extra calcium, and the marigolds make their yolks richer and more of a deeper color. Right. And so it that's, was helping their eggs as well as a treat for them. That's awesome. Uh, well, well I, I'm assuming <laughs> that Dr. McRae uh, is shaking her head, yet all that's absolutely legal in the Golden yeah. Egg Contest. All that's absolutely legal and not going to be disqualification like some athletes no. try to uh, – add some things to their, their diet that may not be so legal in the athletic world, but all that sounds like a plan. And then, like, when no, you went out there. Andy, what uh, she did is perfectly fine and legitimate. But what she's not telling you, and she needs to tell you, is how she chose the eggs. I was going there um, next, yeah. Yeah, and then how did, first of all, how did you hear about the contest? I heard about the contest from... Elizabeth Yates, our 4-H extension officer, person. 4-H agent. Agent, that one. Uh, And um, first we started by um, obviously entering the contest. um, And we printed up some forms to put on our egg cartons once we chose our eggs. We watched the videos. 
we watched videos that we were sent that are going to help us pick our best dozen. Awesome. And what you do is you weigh them and um, – How did you weigh them? We weighed them with a – specifically for an egg scale. Mm-hmm. Um, we got we got it from my sister's egg cookery, and um, she got it from his desk. All right. And, and what size did you start with? We started with um, a small size, I want to say, a peewee. Um, we had it set at peewee, and we had to go back and um, change it to small because they were they started laying faster than we thought. <laughs> and so we went over and we checked the size and the color, and we weighed our best dozen. We weighed it on a kitchen scale, too, the whole dozen. And we weighed each egg individually, so we just kept weighing them different ways. That way we knew it was legitimate. And then we went to submit them, and there was a little fiasco. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> We were washing them, and one of them, um, we put them on the desk, and one of them fell out of the carton (laughs) and broke on the ground. So we had to go drive back home to go get a new egg. Um, We tried to get the best one we could, so we got a new egg, and we drove back, and then we had um, our 4-H agent deliver them to Auburn for us. No, we wait. You yeah, actually I went, went to the 4-H center. Alrighty then. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that that's not a it's not a short drive. She had to drive at least half hour to get home, choose her her replacement egg, and come back. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! So, but, yeah, it was quite the oopsie daisy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh no, and that stuff will happen all the time. It's just you know it's. I tell my kids all the time we'll be out doing things and something just won't go right or it seems like several things. I'm like, guys, that is just life. Expect this for the next for the rest of your life. Things are just not going to go your way sometimes, and some days are going to be worse than others. And you just that's just the way it is. There's nothing you can do about it. So let's just start over. Or let's here deal with this and then and then move on. Um, I've got to ask this question, being a Southern boy, born and raised here in Georgia all my life, and, and you know, the way we're programmed in each part of the country on, on how other people uh, in other parts of the country are, I've just got to, I got to ask, and this may be a question for mom, you can probably answer it, um, did you grow these collards just for the chickens, or do y'all actually eat collards in, within your family, and then how in the world does a family in California pick Alabama to move to and then start growing and eating collards? So that's that that, that just has me baffled probably more than anything else that you've told me so far because it, it's just a, a very fascinating story because you don't think of Californians moving to Alabama and then having collards to eat. So I got I got to have a, a little bit of background on that. <laughs> Okay, I think we're going to turn it over to Mom, but don't knock California, Dandy, because you got it? Alyssa, you got it? Take it away, Alyssa. Um, My dad got a job transfer for Alabama, and we were looking to get away from California because the the people there are not the best, usually. Ouch, Alyssa. Ouch, ouch. See, I wasn't knocking California. I was just kind of figuring, you know, you don't hear this story very often. 
And so uh, I had to have a backstory. So yeah, uh, I wasn't knocking anybody, but now, hey, you you said it, not me. So it's all good. <laughs> okay. Well, we we didn't teach her what to say before your radio show, so it's all fresh content, Andy. What did they say? Out of uh, hey, and this is live, so there's no changing that. But um, yeah, out of the out of the mouths of babes, I think we say. You know, kids are going to be honest as long as the day is long, and you just never know what you're going to hear. So that's. Uh, and I didn't say it, folks. No, you can send me emails all you want, and I'll just forward them to Alyssa. And because uh, <laughs> I was, I was there when you said collards. I'm like, you know, I wasn't knocking anybody in California. That's just not a story you often hear. Normally, you hear, you know, people, you know, shooting up some feed and shooting oil, and then they move to Beverly. And so, uh, and everybody who's older than probably 40 knows exactly what show I'm talking about, but so it's the opposite. They get they get rich shooting, you know, oil bubbling comes up and they move to California. So um because that's here yeah, so you told me all I need to know about that. They had got a transfer, y'all moved to Alabama, y'all were looking at getting out of California anyway and now you've got collards and chickens and you can have some goats and cows and 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 all that kind of stuff. Well good for you guys. Let's let's change gears for yes. Um, we're, I'm sorry. Go ahead and ask the question you were going to ask. I was going to switch gears and, and have you come on and tell our audience what all the eggs are judged on and how they're judged for her to be the winner. Okay. Well, we and can then do that after. After. Your, <laughs> after your radio break, I was going to suggest you ask her about her coop because we've got some great photos of her coop that are going to go into the magazine article. Yep, that's all. Yeah, that was on my list here to talk about the coop because I was going to ask her kind of following when she's growing her flock, she has another 10 chicks, and is the coop big enough to add the 10, or she's going to have to uh, build another coop? Is Dad going to build another coop? Y'all going to buy a coop? So we'll get to that in just a second for sure. Let me put that in my notes to come back with next. But let's talk about on your end, Dr. McRae, when you get this dozen eggs uh, delivered to you, uh, walk us through the process of <laughs> – what what makes a golden egg Honey. contest winner? <laughs> Alyssa's over here looking at me like, yes, Dr. Gray, do explain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for her to come and do poultry science at Auburn. Boy, oh, boy. Okay, so when the eggs arrive at the contest, we open up all the dozens and we let them come to room temperature. So some have been traveling at cooler temperatures than others. And then we have a team from Auburn University Poultry Science Department made up of um, extension professionals and grad students that evaluate the eggs. First thing they do is they open up the eggs and they look at how clean they are and how uniform they are in size as well as, well, size and shape, as well as color. And, okay, so stop right there. Oh, stop right there. So so I'm thinking, okay, so when you're choosing these eggs, so we didn't get all that criteria. So you you don't maybe want to just choose the the largest four and then the rest not be that large. You want them to have the, out of the dozen as uniform as possible, it sounds like. And then when you're yes. talking about how clean inside, are, are the students actually candling them to check for any blood spots or any things like that? Because that would be a, a penalty. 
well, the meat spots or whatever? The thing we do is we look at the exterior of the egg. And ah, okay. so the 4 members need to wash their eggs. Okay. So that's a very simple step. And I would say that, oh, gosh, 75% of the, the 38 dozen that entered didn't do that. They didn't even bother to wash their eggs. Hmm. Um, but Alyssa had very clean eggs. Um, and then they were also uniform in color. So she took the time to actually go through the eggs that her chickens laid. And as they were being laid over the course of several weeks, she kept them in the refrigerator to maintain interior egg quality. She also checked for defects like misshapen eggs and calcium deposits. Mm-hmm. And, her, you know, her dozen was in great shape. So... After they are evaluated, oh, we, and when you open up the dozen eggs, um, she entered a dozen brown shelled eggs. Uh, her eggs were all, so if you pack your eggs incorrectly with small end up, that's a 10-point deduction right off the top. And if you enter them in the wrong size category, because we do weigh the dozen, that's another 10-point deduction. So taking the time, as she did, to weigh her eggs in advance is key to the amount of detail because we have a 1,000 pounds of feed on, uh, uh, up for grabs in this contest. 250 of those 1,000 pounds went to her 4-H agent. Mm. And her 4-H agent can use that for whatever she sees fit. And the remainder of 750 pounds, is all for Alyssa to use. Now, that was donated by Neutrina, but she also, um, you know, if she wants to use it for rabbit feed and chicken feed or dog food, she can. But um, that kind of details what you need for selecting your eggs. And then three random eggs from her dozen, or all the dozens, are cracked open, and the interior quality is measured. Looking for meats to downgrade. Mm-hmm. Handling the eggs in advance helps catch okay. that sort of defect. Sure. But we also use a tripod micrometer to measure the haw unit. And a haw unit is the measurement of the um, interior egg quality on, of the egg white. After that, we use a uh, Roche color scale to evaluate the color of the yolks. As you can tell, the sludge that she developed and fed for how many weeks? Two. Um, that helped change the or darken the yolk color. And um, then after that, um, we wash the inside of the eggshells and let them dry overnight. And then we use a pocket micrometer and determine how thick the eggshells are. So there's, it's actually almost a, a two-day process evaluate these eggs and her shell came through with flying colors she didn't have the highest color but she did overall she was about 10 points ahead of everybody else because she she paid attention to the details mm-hmm, including mm-hmm. going home and getting a great replacement egg <laughs> <laughs> now i've got a scientific question our listeners probably are thinking at this point i caught on that she had collected these eggs over a period uh, of weeks, or I guess a, con- a contestant could collect these eggs over a period of, I think you said several weeks when you were talking. 
Um, so here's a scientific question. Would an egg not grade higher if it was fresher based on the internals of the egg? Because I guess the air cell gets larger the older the egg is. I don't know if an older egg, if it gets lighter than if it, I know I know the egg cell, air cell gets larger as as age goes on. But I don't know if that egg, as it gets older, loses any weight as it gets older. So, so would a, if, like collecting them all in a one-week period and having a fresher egg, would that be of any advantage? The, the longer you let an egg stay um, before you use it, um, the more water it can have passed out through its pores. Right. And that's why the air is larger. Okay. But more so, you get a de- degradation of the interior proteins. Um, some water does migrate into the yolk, which stretches the vitellin membrane and makes it weaker. So a okay. really old egg, sometimes the yolk cracks. Sure. And you can't use it because it's an old egg. But if you're going to collect eggs, let's see, you have nine birds. You probably get what six to eight eggs, eight or nine, eight or nine eggs every day because they're young. They're so that means you collected for how long before you were comfortable with choosing your best? I would say about three or four weeks. We okay. were collecting them. All right, and then um, from that she will, you know, she was able to look at size, look at. Color, color, cleanliness, shape. shape. If you had a larger flock, you might only have to collect over the course of a week. Now that so, that leads to but, yeah, that's exactly what I was asking. So if they, um, if they again had a larger, let's say they had I don't know forty hens, and they could literally collect in a, over a period of a day or two days, maybe the perfect dozen in their eyes, um, and they could do that the day of entry or, or the day or two before entry, scientifically speaking, that could be an advantage, at least on the, sounds like the weight of the eggs based on if someone collected, had some eggs in their dozen that were maybe three weeks old. I, I would still say give it a week because you still need to candle the egg. Mm-hmm. And then, Definitely, you could even, with that many eggs and that many flights, you totally are right. allowed to get more chicken. Lisa, because Dr. McRae said it's okay. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you you know, you would be able to do better color matching, more more accurate size. Well, you've got a kitchen scale, so that's about as accurate as you get. Mm-hmm. Um, you could even take a few of those eggs and crack them open and, and see if they if they're quality. good on the inside. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, make sure that you're not seeing meat spots or blood spots that you're not catching with candling. Did you candle your eggs? Did we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mom, did she candle her eggs? She was practicing the, the four weeks she was saving all the eggs. She was using those as practice. Ah. Yeah, so the eggs that she actually turned in were from about, five or six days before the okay. entry date. Got it. Practicing all those weeks. Well, different eggs. Yeah. Okay. Very good. 
Well, Andy, is it time for commercial break? I ran through all of my commercials at the beginning of the show, so we could have our undivided attention to um, Alyssa and the contest. But we need to talk about her coop. Oh, yes, yes. All right. Um, But before you talk about your coop, Alyssa, why don't you tell folks how much you love those baby chicks in the brooder and and how it affected your wardrobe choices? (laughs) Oh, When we got the babies, um, I was really, really excited, and I would hold them constantly. Uh, I went through about seven shirts a day because they kept pooping on me. (laughs) So I would just hold them every ten minutes I have a different chick in my hand. Oops. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Um, Yes, baby baby chicks do like to poop. In fact, uh, large hens even like to poop. Roosters like to poop. Yes, they are pooping machines, without a doubt. <laughs> so tell them about the coop and who helped you build it. My mom and I built the coop when we first got it, and then we've been upgrading it. Um mm-hmm. We Together we made um, a perch for them, a new perch, Um we made sand baths out of old tires for them, and we've just been upgrading it as much as we could to make them more happy. How big is it? It is 10 by 12 feet. Okay. okay. What's it made out of? It's made out of metal bars. <laughs> Mom, can you help us with describing the coop? Yeah, it's an aluminum frame and then it's covered in um, hardware cloth and chicken wire. Okay, and then to keep the sun off of them, what do you have? Um, we have a tarp over about half the coop, a little bit, somewhere around half the coop is covered by a tarp, so they have some shade. Most of it's over the nesting boxes. And describe the flooring. Um, we have a concrete slab that we put it on top of. And oh, all right. We put um, a small amount of fluff on top of it, like what's pine pine shaving? <laughs> fluff. There we go. I love that. We put <laughs> we put some fluff out there. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> and then, um, how did you decide what to use for a nest box? Uh, well, we were our neighbors originally had chickens, and um, that's where we. They were trying to think of where they can, what they could do with their extra boxes. So they had extra nesting boxes that they had been given, and so they gave them to us. And so now we have more nest boxes. <laughs> and Andy, they found this chicken coop frame, which is really light. They can all four family members can take one corner and move it to a different part of the yard. They found it on Wayfair. No, um, cool. Or first, first you found it on Amazon, but it was cheaper on Wayfair. So how much did you put into actually building the coop? From what do you think? Well, the coop came with the original hardware cloth to put on it, and it was about two hundred and fifty dollars. And then we, of course, bought additional chicken wire to put around the bottom, you know, for extra support. And that was I don't know, maybe another fifty or so. So. And how much was the tarp? Um, the tarp was I think forty five. Okay. 
And then how much did you spend on building the birch? How much is the one? And how long did it take? And what does it look like if somebody had never seen a perch before? Um, we made a ladder type of perch out of um, wood, just, I think, two by fours, two by fours. We made a ladder kind of perch, and um, we put hooks on the, t on the top so we could attach it to the coop. Okay. And it sits on the ground, right? The bottom yeah. sits on the ground. Yeah. Okay, cool. And um, how much did you spend on the feeder and the water? Mm, 20, 30 dollars? Oh, yeah, about $30. Okay, very cool, very cool. And they, she didn't tell you, but she also offers, was that grit? Oyster shell? Oh, yes, oyster shell. I think. So she's got a little dog food bowl. Uh -huh. Full of oyster shell, um, in and amongst the fluff. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Hey, we've heard a lot over the show over the years. We've done this show. I'll never forget. We had a young lady who came on live. She was calling in, and I can't remember who the uh, expert we had on that day, but <clears throat> she called the comb the decoration thingy. Yeah. So she didn't. She didn't call it the comb or the different types of combs. She said, you know, the thing on top of their head, the decoration thingy. And then I think she called the um, the waddle. She called those. Uh, what did she call those? I can't even remember. Uh, wobbly gobblies or something like that. It was hilarious. So we we've, we've heard it all on the show. So that's perfectly fine. The fluff. I think I'm going to start calling it the fluff. Jen, I'm going to. I'm going to the. I'm going to the ag store to get some fluff for the coop. See what her reaction when she says that. So. <clears throat> I gotta love it. Some fluff. Well, yeah. So she's got a very mobile coop. So when, um, but it's sturdy enough that it's even endured some bad weather. Tell them, tell them. I think Hurricane Sally. I want to. I don't say. remember that hurricane that came. Did we ever figure out what hurricane came? I don't through? know. Um, there was a really, really strong hurricane that came um, through, um, but it did not take up the coop. So. Yeah, it did more damage to the um, the tree. Yeah. One of the trees was a really, really big tree. It was a massive tree, and it had uprooted that tree. And your house. And it had ripped the siding off of the house and roof shingles. It was very destructive. But the coop stayed put. So, I mean, and then you've also had tornadoes come through. Several tornadoes, strong winds. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes when you've got a good structure, you've got a good structure and you just got to roll with it. Um, that sounds like since she actually had one of her – since she actually had one of her chickens uh, that was trying to cross the road and got hit and, and killed, it sounds like that she does free range a little bit. Do you let them out of that coop? It sounds like it's a coop slash run. Uh, you let them out every day or just on occasion or just when you're out there gardening and raising your collards, um, you let them out to uh, kind of free range or um, is that every day or you just in the morning let them out and gather them back in every day in the evening? Usually, yes, we we let them out um, early in the morning. They're all re they're all just at the door waiting to get out, like <laughs> yep. pushing on the wire with their beaks. 
And so we'll just open the door, and they'll all come running out. They'll free range. We have five acres. Um, they'll just they'll just free range most of the day, and then when it starts, when the sun starts to set, we will um, put them back in the coop and feed them and water them and go to bed. <laughs> Very good. And she that also sounds did, awesome. She also did something special to the water for her chickens to get them ready for the contest. We put apple cider vinegar in their waterers for a couple weeks. That way it would help their eggs be more clean on the outside. Um, But I was really impressed, Andy, that she took Mm -hmm. the time to raise marigolds, dry them in the oven, (laughs) pound them into a powder, or did you just crush them with your hands? Just crush them with her hands, add a little water, and some collars. And how did you mix it together? Did you like? We blended it. We did just you put it in a little blending cup like a magic bullet and ah. pour it into a bowl for them. And how many times a day did they get that? Uh, or how we many? did it twice a week. Two or, three, two or three times a week for two weeks. Okay. So, yeah, folks, you can actually make a change in your chickens and... I don't know, Andy, should we make this a, a national contest next? Should we accept entries from all across the United States? I know that I would enter if I was eligible. You is would? it under 18? Is it, do you have to be a, oh, a I, member of 4-H? Is it? <laughs> I think it should be open to everybody. All chicken keepers can compete with their eggs. Why not? I, I know. I think that's, I think that's fan, fantastic. Is the 4-H leader there today or no? Yes, yes. Let me move the phone closer to her because she's all the way down at the other end of the table. Here she is. If I was was it Elizabeth? If I remember that correctly. Elizabeth or Beth, either one. Okay. Well, you must be on cloud nine, having all these words come out of Marengo County. The meeting when I found out, um, it it was a big, big surprise that they did all the work. I just gave them the information and. The equipment that they needed to weigh their eggs and things. So you're, I mean, you may have people just like, I don't know, I'm I'm trying to um, relate it to maybe another type of activity. Like you may have like like a, a, a really, really famous, awesome gymnastic coach has kids come from all over the country to get expertise training. And, and once, once word gets out that Elizabeth in Marengo County, and boy, she's really putting out some champions when it comes to uh, poultry and poultry cooking and poultry egg con, you, you just never know what, what, what kind of uh, uh, influence you have on people moving to that county so they can try to feed off your knowledge and, and help. Sounds like you're a fantastic leader to have all these winners. That's all I've got to say right there. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it's a great project. Um, it's easy for me because I just give them the information and Bridget set it up so nice. They know exactly what's expected. And, you know, it's, it's a great way for youth that have chickens to do another type of project. And it, it's been really fun to watch them. And it is, it is kind of nice to have that little sign out in front of the building that says the home of the Golden Egg Champion. Yeah, but now, yeah, you need to put. But now you need to start having the years on there to just really, you know, sock it to them. Like, you know, 2019, 2020. We're going to do a three peat and a four peat, and you know, all that kind of stuff. You got to have the years on there now. 
every time I win, Bridget gives me something else to use for my programming. So I have a wagon full of cooking materials, pipes, pans, cooking, cake pans, and spatulas, and Popover pans, popover pans. Cake. Yeah. So we have gotten a ton of equipment that we can use for club work. So we're excited about that. Every year it's something new. So I'm building up quite a little collection of prizes in Marengo County. But, 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 has she given you a 10-pound chocolate chicken yet? No, she hasn't. I didn't know uh. there was such... Oh, they're out there. I saw, I saw them, I saw them firsthand at Coop Tastic, the very first Coop Tastic up in uh, Delaware. Not, not Delaware. It was Delaware. Uh, Ten pound chocolate chicken. That sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was you know Amish made, and I'm not in the Amish country anymore, Andy. <laughs> I'll never forget those as long as I live. Those were just fantastic, and I went over there. And, I was hanging around that table. I wanted to snatch one, but I know they were designated for winners. But uh, I'm serious. It, it was the biggest chocolate chicken I've ever seen in my life. They, I, I wanted one so bad. And, and every now and then it comes up in our shows over the last decade. Um, it comes up about these chocolate chickens. So uh, one of these days, maybe Dr. McRae will run across somebody else um, making those 10-pound chocolate chickens because – there were, there were white chocolate chickens and then the dark chocolate chicken. They just they were. I wanted to. Mm, I wanted to just. I that is my life. That sounds good. That's now not, now you've told Alyssa and now she wants one. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I just wanted to break the head off of the one and chomping down. <laughs> <laughs> so Andy, Beth has had two champions. Mm-hmm. Um, she has actually prepared an avian bull team and taken them to nationals, and she will be taking Alyssa's sister, Anna, to nationals through the egg cookery contest um, later this year. So this family is, yeah, they're doing great, and Miss Beth is doing great preparing them. So, uh, Alyssa, how old is your sister that will be doing the egg cookery? 17. Wait, no, 18. 18. Okay, gotcha. 18. So so we may have to interview her if she ends up being the egg cookery champion. I don't think I've ever interviewed an egg cookery champion. I know Dr. McRae's talked about all these contests that she does through 4-H on the show, but I don't think we've ever interviewed uh, an egg cookery and, and what all kind of goes into that. And so maybe if she, you know, is in, I don't know, Ranked top Dr. McCray, you need to line that up because I love doing these shows. So whether it be the golden egg or the egg cookery or the uh, whatever, you know, the, the um, what is it called, the avian bowl, which still to me sounds like something you'd order at an Asian restaurant. Yes, I would like to have the avian bowl with a side of uh, rice and, and, and an egg roll. So um, the avian bowl. Only you, Andy. Only I know, you, right? <laughs> So Andy, Asian... I got Anna here. Why doesn't why don't we ask Anna what she's planning to cook at nationals? I already oh, know what she's going to cook. I don't Anna, have to ask that sorry. question. I already know. I already know. She's going to cook up. <laughs> what is a mess? <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so close, Andy. It's not the call. You just at randomly you have gotten very close to what she's making. Oh my gosh. Anna. What 
I'm making something called an eaten mess. Um, it's an English dessert, which is basically meringue pieces, like meringue wafers, with chocolate and strawberries and whipped cream. So do you take the wafers? Mean? Now, would you take these wafers and then dip them in the different, like, or, or is it like you put the wafers in a bowl and put this topping on top? How is it prepared? It's like a parfait. You put the meringue wafers ah. and then you layer it with chocolate and the whipped cream and strawberries, and you repeat that as many times as you'd like. Um, it originated from the Eaton College in England. It was originally a pavlova that got ruined after a cricket match, and it was for the Eaton College cricket team. But it got but it broke. They still liked it, though, so it became popular after that. Delicious, actually. Now, now let me ask you this. Like, do you um, – would the, would you have to consume that in a certain time frame, or keep it refrigerated until the event, or would the meringue like cookies or discs or whatever that you make would would they meringue would they get soggy if you mixed it all together? So is there a time frame you have to serve it to still have the? Yes, it would my... get. I didn't soggy. Um, I prefer to prepare it right before it's going to get served, just so it's still, like, uh, crispy. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Andy, envisioning... you know how she does after, yes. after her trip to nationals. But um, I know that um, I will have to work on getting these these individuals or team members to call into your show because um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen because there's also barbecue contests. There's poultry judging contests, avian bowls, egg cookery. There's two barbecue contests. So I'd have to, put some, I'd have to pull some strings to put that together. But I, I don't know, folks, if Alyssa enters with these eggs again, if we do a national contest, you guys got some tough eggs to try to beat. I don't know, Andy, we're going to have to work on finding a sponsor for this contest. How about that? Which which one? The the national one? The National Golden Egg Contest. Right. The National Golden Egg, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we'll have to work on that. But, no, I'm serious, Dr. McCray. I mean, any of these contests, or the egg cookery, the any of those that involve the youth, always makes for a great show. Uh, you know me, we can put it in the magazine, so now they can, you know – uh, give a magazine and autograph the magazine for their 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 friends and family, and because they're in this nationally published magazine. And so I'm serious. Any any and all of these things that you think would be fun to do with 4-H, uh, we can have them on the show, and we can have them uh, in the magazine as well. Because I love shows; these are so awesome, and I know our listeners do too. Yeah, I mean these contests are a lot of fun, and I do believe that down the road we will be hearing Alyssa's name again because she is thinking about poultry science as a career, and I've already told Auburn University Poultry Science Department about how excellent she is. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe she'll win one of these contests and maybe she'll go to nationals. Who knows? That sounds very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Is she the youngest? Well, I'm looking at all my notes here. She's 11. Is she the youngest so far Alabama Golden Egg Contest winner? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. 
Um, there well, might have been some... in 11 as well. So, yeah, just depends on when her birthday is. But, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I think the ones we've interviewed before are 11 to 14, 11 to 15 maybe. So, um, yeah, I was just curious definitely when I was looking over. Definitely the youngest from Marengo. Definitely the youngest from Marengo County. Um, and I told Beth that if she wins five times, I'm getting her a better sign for out front of the building. And a 10-pound chocolate chicken. Oh, well, there you go. I need one of those. Now, Alyssa just wants one of those now, so thanks for that, man. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so does Anna. I'm like, I'm going to take one of those. It's not a hollow one. But I can nickel. They were solid. They were absolutely solid chocolate chickens, and because uh, I, I know they I picked them up. No, they, no, they were. were solid, weren't they? No. Oh, I Oh, I thought they were solid. They they look solid to me. I, see, if you would have given me one and I could have ripped the head off of one, I would have noticed it real quick. I could have uh, noticed that. They, yes. they, hey, nonetheless, they were big, chocolatey, and they looked delicious, and I wanted one so bad. <laughs> well, they were 3D. They were so cool. Yep, that's exactly right. It was so cool. Well, guys, thank you so much. This was a fantastic show. I had a blast, and... Um, Congratulations, Melissa. That is fantastic. Now, is this for the upcoming year? So she's technically the 2023 or is she the 2022 golden egg? How does that work? Because, you know, some contests are like for the next year. Have you all as what's the official? Yeah. Is this for 2022 or for next year? She will be the reigning champion for the remainder of 2022 and up until August of 2023. Okay, so 2022-2023 uh, Alabama Golden Egg Contest for Alyssa Rios. That's fantastic. Thank you all for coming on the show. This has been fast, uh, fantastic. I love these shows. They're so fun. And um, hopefully Dr. McCray got a ton of pictures of you and the coop and your chickens and all of this uh, to add in the uh, article that will feature you in the winter issue of Chicken Whisperer magazine. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be awesome. And um Thank keep you. eating those you're very welcome. Keep eating those collards. They're good for you. And um <laughs> and we will see you all guys next time. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye bye everybody. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Alrighty, I do. I love these shows because you can have so much fun, and like you heard earlier, they're they're live, so there's not like no mute button or and uh, so that would that was hilarious as well. We were talking about the move from California to Alabama, and then learning about Marengo County and the 4-H and Beth, the 4-H leader in the county, um, 11-year-old Alyssa Rios. Um, Nine chickens currently, and the big winner for the 2022-23 Alabama Golden Egg Contest winner. And, folks, don't forget um, to subscribe to the totally free edition of Chicken Whisperer magazine. And so you won't miss uh, the awesome article where Alyssa will be featured uh, with her flock and her golden uh, eggs that she entered. So that's going to be absolutely 
awesome. So that's chickenwhisperermagazine.com. You can subscribe totally free to the digital edition. We'll send it to you digitally through your email four times every year, and you'll get, be able to read these great articles uh, that we have for you. The feel-good fuzzy articles like the one about uh, Alyssa and the Golden Egg Contest winner, and then all these educational articles, uh, again, by poultry nutritionist Dr. Curran Gehring and poultry veterinarian Dr. Maurice Metesky and poultry scientist um, <clears throat> Dr. Bridget McRae. So uh, you don't want to miss subscribing to that totally free digital edition. And that's going to wrap it up for this edition, actually, of Chicken Whisperer Magazine. If I can find the right picture to uh, push here for the show closing, we'll do that. And uh, we'll see you next week right here on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This has been Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Tucker Milling with your host, Andy Schneider. For more information, find us on the web at chickenwhisperer.com, on Facebook by typing in The Chicken Whisperer, on Twitter at Backyard Poultry, and on Instagram at The Real Chicken Whisperer. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.